Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's the time of year once again when the rangers at Smoky Mountain National Park issue the warning, beware of poop rolling downhill. Hikers are being warned once again that brown balls, made up mostly of bear, deer, and raccoon feces, are moving, seemingly on their own, but they are in fact being pushed by bugs known as dung beetles. The public notice issued officially on the National Park Service Facebook page earlier this week with further explanation indicating that it's mating season for the bugs. Once the balls of poop are formed and rolled, one single egg is laid inside, then buried in a hole dug by the male. And we have to uh, make a notice for people to uh, know that this is happening. Cliff. Yes. We can't figure that out, that it's not rolling on its own. <laughs> you know. Well, apparently we do. That's how the mountain, boys and girls, cleans itself. <laughs> It just shakes a little. And, and, and the it, poop rolls downhill. That's exactly right. <laughs> are we that bad, Cliff? I, apparently we are. I don't know. I'm sure the rangers even have a video you could go to. Yes, and, absolutely they do. Of course you, they do. If you go to their Facebook page, you can see the poop rolling downhill. Oh, tell me the Facebook page, Cliff. <laughs> i got to go see that because... I'll have to go back and find it again. <laughs> and that's how we start off Wednesday morning. Yes, with crap running down a hill. That's right. It's a crappy situation all around. Oh, now, yes. yes. Wow. I am absolutely <laughs> stunned this what you, morning. What Claire. are you talking about? Well, well, what an honor. What do you mean an honor? Well, What honor are you talking about? You didn't know about this, but yesterday afternoon, yeah. I received in the mail yes. the Southwestern Indiana Association of Plumbers made me an honorary dip tube <laughs> what's a dip tube it's that tube that's inside of a hot water heater yeah it's right in the middle of it there what does it do i think it uh regulates the water coming out of your uh hot water heater oh <laughs> but cliff yeah you've never been an honorary <laughs> dip tube I'm have not, you i'm not sure i want to be an honorary well dip i'm tube. kind of proud about it and i want to thank them for it <laughs> you think cliff they uh might have like a ceremonial dinner i doubt it <laughs> were they bestow upon me the, the, the golden dip tube the golden dip tube yes you know i've never heard of a dip tube are you sure they just didn't make this up no it's inside of a water heater it's inside of a water heater. yes i've never heard of that is well, it in a gas water heater or an electric water i believe heater? it's only in the electric ones okay. but i'm not sure i'm not a plumber but if you are a plumber <laughs> shoot us a message let us know about the dip tube send us a text 812-682-0250 so an, an actual real life dip tube sp send, spends much of its life well virtually all of its life soaking in hot water yes <laughs> okay now i get the correlation <laughs> well i just hope there's dinner you just want a free meal. Just, yes. You don't care about the award. You just want a free meal. I didn't say that now. I'm not going to insult the plumbers of southwestern Indiana. 
a drug test is frequently required to become eligible for certain jobs. But what if researchers, say, are not looking at a particular person, they want to know more about society and what types and how much of drugs are actually used by society at large? It's a question answered today, of course, by the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Now, it's basically impossible to get every person in a city of, say, a million people to all pee in the same cup. Oh, oh, wait, wait, yeah. Actually, it's not only possible, it happens every day. And that's how a group of called Statistics Canada know that Halifax and Montreal use about three times the marijuana, as do the people in Toronto and Edmonton. Because those researchers, every day for a year went down to the wastewater treatment facilities in those several Canadian cities and collected samples from what you might call the raw end of the plant and tested all of those for a variety of drugs, including marijuana, cocaine, and meth, and some prescription drugs as well, and compiled the results into a 13-page report made public earlier this week. That would be a boring, <laughs> boring job. Because yep. you know when you get up in the morning, Cliff. Yep. Where you're headed to. That's right. <laughs> you're going to Stinky Town. <laughs> yes. I'm going to call in sick today, if you don't mind. Earlier this morning, in case you missed it, I yes. was... Uh, it was quite, a big, kind of a big announcement. It was a big yeah. announcement. I am very honored to be yeah. this year's Southwestern Indiana Plumbers Association Dip Tube Award winner. And we didn't really know exactly right. what that was. See, and, and I'm like, I've never heard of a phrase... Dip tube. I've heard of dip other things. Yes. <laughs> One of which you got called in the text message. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Is this like a, this? Was it Plumbers Association? Did Southwestern they give, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Do, do they give out the dip tube award annually? I think it is an annual. Well, award. so next, so you're like the reigning dip tube award winner. <laughs> we'll come next year. Yes, yes I will so be. there'll be one next year. I'll be the reigning dip tube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doesn't sound real good when you say it, but well, I, no. I like the honor anyway. <laughs> so I guess my question is, if you're winning the dip tube, am I also in the running for my own award from the Southwest Indiana Plumbers Association? Well, that's up to them. The more prestigious award than the dip tube award? Could I be the winner of the 2019 Ballcock Award? I don't even know what that is either. <laughs> the, well, I know what Pete, that is. Don't make Pete call I know, again. I know what that is. What is it? That's... Uh, the thing that stops your toilet from overflowing in the tank. You know, it shuts the water off. The big ball that floats, oh. that's called a ball cock. And that would be more important than mine. <laughs> I'm just a cold water guy. That's right. You're the... I'm man. the ball cock. <laughs> if I win. I mean, I don't know if I've won yet. You keep it from overflowing, That's right, you? yes. Well, good luck to you, Cliff. Thank, thank you very much. Maybe tomorrow <laughs> you'll have a big announcement, too. Cliff, as you yeah. well know, you can mm -hmm. overdo... Absolutely anything. Oh, you're Some, absolutely right. Sometimes just a little is yeah. what's needed. Yes. And I don't want to be, uh, you know, yeah. heartless or anything, but I seen it yesterday. What are you talking about? Eyebrows. Eyebrows? Some ladies, you need to tone that down <laughs> just a notch or two. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's... I mean, I, I think you probably need to explain it a little better. Well... I'm not totally sure. When I seen the eyebrow work that this lady had yesterday... Yeah. It looked like yeah. those things were blasted onto her face by Tim Allen using a Benford 4000 <laughs> eyebrow shooter. 
You don't want that look, I don't think, of the Benford yeah. 4000 no, eyebrow I, I, shooter. <laughs> That's probably overkill. It's a li- yeah. It really is. Yes, yes. I'd like to hypnotize a chicken, Cliff. That's what I'd like <laughs> to do. I'm thinking about this. You want to hypnotize a chicken? Yes. You know, I have one that comes by the house yeah, on a routine this... <laughs> basis for about a month now. It's been there. Yes. It's like it's hanging out in your house. It just appears in my front yard yeah. like every other day. He okay. was there yesterday, and I yeah. got to thinking about that. Yeah. If I could get a book on yeah. hypnotism, yeah. order it from Amazon, right? and it would be here by Friday, I'd have the whole weekend to work on this chicken, and possibly <laughs> I could hypnotize this thing and make that sucker walk like a human. <laughs> You know, the hypnotists always do that whenever yeah. you go to their shows. Yeah, they hypnotize a person, and then they say, walk like a chicken. And they make a fool of themselves. And right. so I thought, if I could reverse you this. You could do the reverse. You could make the chicken walk like a human You think it's possible to learn it in a book? <laughs> in a book? Yes. In a, in a weekend? Yes. Probably not. <laughs> and could you actually find a book on hypnotizing a chicken on Amazon? Well, who knows? You can find a lot of stuff on You can on find there. a lot of things on Amazon. You're absolutely right. And you can get it in two days. I could be working oh, yeah. on I mean, him on you Saturday. Could, you could get the two-day shipping, and it would come Friday if you ordered it today. Oh, man. Cliff? Yes? Caleb just uh, sent us a message oh, on did, Facebook. Huh? Okay. He says, why don't you hypnotize the chicken to moo like a cow? That's not a bad oh. idea. Oh, yeah. That's an excellent idea. While it walks like a human. Wow. <laughs> While you're at it, why don't you just hypnotize the chicken to come in here and do your job for you? <laughs> well, he couldn't do any worse, I would this say true. that. Yeah, yes. no, that's why I suggested that. Here's yeah. my message to Tim McGraw. <laughs> if he's listening. If he's listening. Okay. If he's in the area. Yes. I'm going to read, Cliff, yeah. four lines, okay? Okay. And I want you to see if you know what these lines apply to. Okay. Who's going to tell you? When it's too late. Who's going to tell you things aren't so great? You can go on thinking nothing's wrong. Oh, no. Who's going to drive you home tonight? Now, that, of course, Cliff, is from the Cars. Back in 1984, they had that song out. It's called Drive. Yeah. I remember the song. I do, too. I don't remember specifically those words. Um, probably if you had recited the, um, the chorus, when they sang over and over and over, you know, I know. Yeah. I probably would have remembered it. Yes. But I definitely remember the song, but I don't remember it being a huge mega hit. Well, it was on and it was a hit, but it wouldn't be like something that's locked into your brain. Well, and the reason I'm bringing this up is tomorrow. yeah. Yeah. Tim McGraw is going to debut his cover. Of that same exact song. <laughs> oh, the, oh, he is. Huh? Oh, yes. Okay. And hopefully, Cliff, yeah. we'll get a copy of it to see if he's done anything can, different with we it. We can see. We can find out. Okay. Fingers crossed. But I'm just saying, I'm not sure why we're doing that. <laughs> we having trouble doing what's new? Is that what's going on? I think so. <laughs> we, this story doesn't come from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast, but it might give some people a similar feeling as those stories do. Anthony Lelliot is a carpenter in South London, England, and one day at work a few months back, the worst thing that could possibly happen, happened. He had a circular saw incident that cut one finger completely off and nearly cut his hand in two pieces. 
plastic surgeons began to analyze what could be saved and came up with a unique way to put as much functionality back into his hand as they could. Now, he'd never be able to flip anyone off again. That finger was gone. But doctors believed they could save everything else. And after 17 hours of surgery, all that left was the healing. Doctors said they needed a considerable amount of blood flow to get the skin in that area healing quickly, and that was going to be an important part of the recovery process. So the doctors decided to help that along by attaching the man's hand temporarily to his groin area. Which, when you think about it, for some dudes, is pretty well where their hand is all the time anyway. <laughs> I'm thinking of Al Bundy <laughs> on the couch watching TV. Is that not true? That's exactly right. <laughs> I am so glad that we heard this morning on Facebook, Cliff, yeah. from Rooster. Now, if you don't know who Rooster is, he's a good friend of the Morning Road Show. True. And he also happens to be a clown with the Haughty Shriners. Yes. And because of what Rooster posted a few minutes ago on our Facebook page, oh, Weed okay. and Cliff in the Morning. I, I didn't see the uh, post. Actually. Yes. I heard you say Rooster, but I didn't hear what, what he said. Yes. Because of what he posted there. Okay. That reminded me that we have to do the phrase that pays today. Oh, oh that's right. It's Wednesday. Yes. I totally forgot. You see, Rooster wanted yeah. to know if yeah. I was going to the Labor Day parade on Monday, and he yeah. hoped to see me there. And so his description of himself is, I'll be in clown, blue golf cart, pulling a monkey on a tricycle. <laughs> I believe we have the phrase that pays. You I think, think that's the one we ought to use, Cliff? I, I think so, actually, yeah. You don't think anyone could top? I don't think anyone can top that this week. I'll be in clown, yeah. blue golf cart, pulling a monkey on a tricycle. <laughs> you say that on Friday, and you're Mercy. winning tickets to the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. And when you go to the Labor Day Parade, yeah. starting Monday, 9 o'clock in the morning, downtown yes. Princeton, mm -hmm. and you see a clown in a blue golf cart pulling a monkey on a tricycle <laughs> give him a big cheer because it's our buddy rooster absolutely with the haughty shriners yeah. how's that perfect i love that cliff that's, that's a cool fantastic phrase for the week this weekend hundreds and hundreds of beer can collectors yeah. will all be descending on albuquerque new mexico Ooh. for the annual okay. convention <laughs> that's right the convention <laughs> and they're going to discuss beer cans. They're going yeah. to trade and sell and buy nothing but beer cans. Beer cans. Yes. And that got me to thinking, Cliff. Okay. I'm going to ask you and all of our wonderful 11 listeners the same question. Yes. Think about it yourself. Yeah. Do you collect anything? Oh. Okay. Obviously, some people collect beer cans. Yeah. Others, shot glasses. I know yeah. people that collect those everywhere they go. Yeah. Do you collect anything, Cliff? Yes, I collect, uh, as you might expect, antique cameras. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I have probably 30 or 40 pieces in my collection, including the camera that my grandfather carried home from Europe at the end of World War II. Now, what would you say would be your oldest camera, age-wise? Um, there's probably a couple that are older than that one. Of course, that one dates to the 1940s. Right. Um, and it's uh, German. And it has actually he has has the letter still inside from his commanding officer authorizing him to cap to carry captured enemy material, and the customs thing from when he brought it into the U.S. There's probably a couple that are older, like dating back to like the 20s or the 30s. Do they work? Some of them do, and some of them don't. Don't. <laughs> okay. 
Well, but, you know, probably we're looking at something that's 80 years old. So I do have a, a pretty interesting one that's a Polaroid that's from about 1956. It was one of the first Polaroids that it was ever on the market. you got quite a collection. I there. do, yeah. Now, personally, Cliff, yeah. I collect yeah. Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb autographs. <laughs> Really? I've been uh, hooked on Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb yeah. since I was a freshman in high school, and yeah. I read a book about Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, it's called Babe. <laughs> Oddly enough. Oddly enough. Yeah. And I have so collected you, ever since You have then. collected their autographs. Yes. Well, I'm how many? I'm almost obsessed by it. How many are in your collection? None. Because <laughs> those things are, are really expensive. expensive. They're crazy high. You can't afford it. That's yes. exactly right. But... <laughs> I like to think of myself as a collector. As a collector. Yes. Because, with a collection of nothing. Well, if I had the money, <laughs> I would have some of them. Sounds creepy when you type it out in a text message and return it to one of your texting friends, Cliff. Because What's that? we were talking about collecting things. And, yeah. Well, one of our uh, texting friends yeah. reported that they collect lures. And I typed back, how old is your oldest lure? It sounds kind of creepy. That you're luring people or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds like... um, Yes, it it sounds sounds like that, yeah. It sounds really bad. Yeah, it's like, you know, don't take candy from strangers, that kind of thing. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) How old is your oldest lure? (laughs) But it's fishing lures. It's fishing lures, yes, yes. Shoo. Well, let's try this, Cliff. It should be better than hypnotizing a chicken, I think. (laughs) You can win this prize package as... Well, I love Betty White. I think she's a national treasure. And no, without a doubt. Yes. I, I, get, I don't know of anyone who dislikes Betty White. Yes. I think everyone's in agreement. And Betty White is 97 now okay. and will be 98 in January. Okay. And so I thought we would play the game called The Betty White Time Machine. <laughs> How does that game work? Actually? Well, that's a. am glad you asked that, Cliff, <laughs> because what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Put you on the air okay. here at Country 98.1. Yeah. And I'm going to give you three different things. And you tell us, is that thing I mentioned older or younger than Betty White? Okay. Now, an example would be this, Cliff. Okay. If I was playing with Cliff, I would say the Labor Day celebration in Princeton, Indiana. And I would say it's... Older than Betty White. That's exactly right. And so Cliff would have one down and two to go. Because the Labor Day celebration in Princeton is celebrating its 133rd anniversary this year. This weekend. That's right. Right. So Cliff, let's do the game. Okay. The Betty White time machine. Three in a row. And you're our next winner here on the Morning Road Show. I'm rather excited about this game, Cliff. It's called the Betty White (laughs) time machine. (laughs) I think it'll be fun, actually. I think it it'll will be, be surprising. Too. I think it will, too. Yes. Let's go to the phone lines and see who our contestant is. Hi, who's this? Tony. Tony, what's your last name? Carson. And where are you from? Evansville. All right, Tony, you know the premise of this game, right? Yes. All right, I'm going to give you three different examples, and you tell me, are they older or younger than Betty White? Here okay. we go. The first radio station. Uh, Older. You think the station is older than Betty, or Betty's older than it? Uh, so it's the station's older than Betty. You think the radio the station, station is older? Is older than Betty. That's correct. Yes. Nineteen twenty yes. was the first That's radio right. station. KDKA in Pittsburgh. 
Wow. Well, you got yes. one. All right, here's your second one. Okay. Television. Is television older or younger than Betty White? Uh, older. Actually, television is younger than Betty yeah. White. It yeah. was in 1925, Tony. Oh, man. Yeah, I, so, like three years. All right. It's three years. So three you didn't. Years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm sorry you didn't win, Tony, yeah. okay? All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for trying. Bye-bye. It's a lot tougher than it sounds, Cliff. Agreed. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Well, nobody likes spiders, but if you would, for yeah. just a second, okay. picture a small spider in your own brain. <laughs> okay. Have you got it? Yeah. Small spiders mm-hmm. have brains that are too big for their heads. <laughs> so that spider you're picturing in your mind's eye, yeah. the brain actually spills into its body and into its legs. Really? And that you can take to the bank. I had no idea. And it's kind of nasty, too. Because yeah. every time now I see a spider, I will be thinking, <laughs> if I was brave enough to cut off its leg, I could destroy its brain. <laughs> is that not true? <laughs> no, that's actually true. Yeah, it is true. Right. But you can take it to the bank here on the Morning Road Show. That is Heather's pick. For in me your ear. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, yep. check it out on our Facebook That's page. Right. Weed and Cliff in the morning. Yes. Just go there. It's right there, the first thing you'll see. Yes. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of a day start with number three. Beware of poop rolling downhill. Number two. I'd like to think of myself as a collector with a collection of nothing. <laughs> that would be you. Yes, it That's is. Right. But the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, also by you. I'd like to hypnotize a chicken. Well, I would. <laughs> I would like to hypnotize the chicken that's in my front yard. It's in your front, but you got to catch it first. It's rather feral. But we had one of our texting friends. Yes. Look it up on Amazon, How, and there, there actually is a, is a book. Yes. For seven sixty-eight. How to, to hypnotize your chicken? Now, if I could get the radio station to come up with seven sixty-eight, <laughs> I'll be hypnotizing a chicken this weekend. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.